Amen. Good morning, House of Destiny. Thanking God for being in the house of once more. And we thank God for our online visitors. Amen. And just be, I just love the song that was sung because it's God is our strength. And without him, we are nothing. So we need God for everything. Amen. For some, some reason, man wants to put themselves in the place of God. But we got to be mindful who is the creator. Amen. So without God, I, you, everybody in this world are nothing. Amen. We're not going to be for you long. Well, we say that, but we don't know which way God is going to go or how long God is going to keep us. But I want to call your attention this morning to the book of St. Mark. Amen? The book of St. Mark, the second chapter. St. Mark, the second chapter. And we are going to go through the first five verses. Amen? And we are going to talk this morning and about faith. Amen? The power of faith and patience. And I know you're probably saying in your mind, well, we heard about faith all the time, and but we never can get enough of what? Faith. Amen? Never can get enough of faith. St. Mark, the second chapter, first through the fifth verse. And just hold your fingers there for a moment, you mean? And there are 15 levels. There are 15 levels of faith that the Bible speaks of or discuss randomly. All right? And I'm not going to name all, go through all 15, but just to go through a, a, a few of them. First, we all need to know that everyone, has a measure of faith given by none other than God himself. And I'm not talking about God of this world because we know there are two gods. There are God, our Father, our most holy Father, the I Am, that I Am, our Father, and the Father of this world, the Father of darkness, which is Satan, all right? But I'm not giving Satan any credit for this this morning, amen? He's not getting any. So we need to know that that faith, that measure of faith, is given by God. And that's the measure of faith that helps draw man or mankind to the almighty God. Amen? Now, I know you would say in your mind, you're probably saying, well, I came to God um, when I was ready to. But there had to be been something that drawed you to God. Amen? So the measure of faith that was given to each and every one of us at that appointed time when it was time for you to come to God, the measure of faith that God gave us was the faith that, uh, that, that, that drawed us to God. Amen? It is a, that faith is a, uh, a faith that has not grown. But it is sufficient for belief in God. And salvation. Did I say that again? It's a faith 
that has not grown, but it is sufficient for belief in God and salvation. And you can find that in Romans. You don't have to write this down but, or write it down, but just remember it and go back to it later on. But you would find that uh, connection in Romans, the 12th chapter and the 3rd verse. Amen? Let's look at growing faith. Growing, a growing faith steadily progresses from measure of faith to a great strong faith. A, what, a growing faith is what? Pleasing to God. As long as you are growing in faith and you are progressing, then it is pleasing to God. Amen? It's not like you have to born, be born or come into the family of God with such great, great faith. Because even God himself said, if we have faith as small as what? Mustard seed. We can say to this mountain, be thou removed and it shall what? Obey you, right? So we don't have to come to God with such great faith. All right? So don't let anybody fool you that, well, my faith ain't there yet. My faith is not great enough for me to come to God. Come on to God and let God work on you. God is still working on all of us. Amen? None of us have such great faith until uh, we are above other people. Amen? Because we all need faith. Okay, now, that faith, great strong faith, growing faith is pleasing to God. As nutritious milk helps a baby to grow Strong and healthy, spiritual food will help a what baby Christian grow into a deeper level of strength, of faith. How? The more that baby Christian hears the word of God, the more they go to their Bible and read the word of God, the more their, their level of faith will develop. Amen? And so, so, so the, they will go into a deeper level of faith. Let's take a look at great faith. And great faith is an unrelenting faith. This is a faith where it, you does not yield. You don't give up. All right? I don't care what you do or what come your way. That faith stays Sound and solid. Prime example. On Friday when I went to, to work, got close to the end of the day, and the people said, Mr. Earl, what you going to do this weekend? I said, well, I'm going fishing. One young lady said, fishing? I said, yeah, I'm going fishing. She said, it's going to rain. I said, no, it's not going to rain. And she kept saying it, and I told her point blank, I said, listen, you need to stop call rain because I already said it is not going to rain, and it's not going to rain, and I'm going fishing. Baby, did I go fishing Saturday morning? I went fishing Saturday morning, and it didn't rain until about two hours after I got back home. Why? We as Christians, we have to have the belief and the faith to know that when we call something, it will happen. When we call something, God will 
grant your request. Your faith has to be just that strong. Have to be. Unless that, you won't get anywhere spiritually. Your, your, your faith has to be spiritually strong, undenying, unrelenting, strong, not, not buckling. You don't move for nobody. Amen? So unrelenting state, not yielding in strength, totally persuaded type of faith that does not give up until what the, your request is granted. All right? This type of faith, there's only a small number of Christians have that. Now, one faith we do have, we have wavering faith. We'll go to God for something, and before we could get off our knees, we already said to ourselves, or we allow the devil to push in our ears, or oh, it ain't going to happen. Then, when it does not happen, you go to God want to know why it didn't happen. Why? Because you're wavering in your faith. When you go to God, you need unrelented faith. No matter what come your way, your faith will stand and that God will do what you ask him to do. Amen? And we're going to show you some, some unrelenting faith here in a moment. All right? Now, let's look at patient. Let's look at patient. We say, well, what patient has to do with it? Patient has to do, has a lot to do with faith. Amen? Let's look at patient. What is patient? Patient is having the capacity to accept or tolerate delays. Because when we go to God for something, God may not answer right then. God may not answer this week. He may not answer next, this month. He may not answer for six to seven months from now. But are you capable of tolerating that delay? And wait on God. We need patience along with faith. Amen? Are we willing to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without becoming angry and upset? Huh? When we don't get things our way, are we going to go to God like we do each other? Ah, oh, just forget it, man. You ain't going to do it anyway. Just forget it. I don't want it no more. You know how we do each other, right? And guess what? When you get upset enough to stop asking God or stop believing God for something, that's exactly what you're saying to God. Just forget it because you wasn't going to do it nowhere. And God was right there at the point of your breakthrough. And guess what? You destroyed it. All because you didn't have patience enough to wait. Now that's that, that right there. I got to point at myself, be truthful, because there are some things in this world I do not have patience for. You man? And my wife always tell me, honey, you got to have patience. But there are some things I just don't have tolerance for, especially when it comes to foolishness. You man? I just don't have it. And I'm being truthful to you. That is something that God will have to continue to work on me. Now, how many in here have so much patience tell God don't have to work on you for nothing? 
You don't never get upset by nothing. And I would say point blank, if you if you say and you never get upset or never get angry about anything, you're lying. Amen? Because I guarantee you, if somebody says something wrong to you, the minute you hit that door, you're going to go off. Ah, oh boy. I hope y'all hearing me this morning. All right? Let's go to Proverbs. Let me show you something. Proverbs 18.21. We have to be quick now. Proverbs 18.21. Are we there? Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the what power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. All right? But it's according to your faith. You can speak life or death to yourself. And when we, when we speak life or death to ourselves, it's according to our faith. So you got to be careful what comes out of your mouth when, it, when you start speaking. Because you can bring death to yourself. Or you can bring life to yourself. And we really need to learn how to speak life to ourselves. Speak hard things of positivity. Amen? Because first of all, you're going to, especially when you are an intercessor for somebody else, or you are interceding for someone else, I don't want anybody that is wavering in their faith to intercede to God for me. Why? Because first of all, you're going to God wavering. That's going to help the devil bind the thing anyway. Why? I need you to be strong in your faith. So when you call things, it will happen. Why? Because there are times when the world has beaten me down. There are times when the, the world has beaten us down. And we need the faith of someone else to give us our breakthrough. Now, who, who, who don't need the faith of someone else every now and then? Huh? We do. Every now and then, I need somebody to call on God for me because the world has weakened me to the point where uh, uh, my, my faith has dwindled. My faith has shrunk just a little. So I need somebody with great faith. I need somebody with relentless faith that's going to stand in the gap for me and call those things that are not as though they were so I can live again. Mm. So that I can get my breakthrough again. Huh? Now let's look at what happens. Let's look at what happened. Now let let let's go to 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 Mark the second chapter, first through the fifteenth verse. Mark second chapter, first through the fifteenth verse, and it says, "And again he entered." Talk about Jesus now. And again he entered into Capernaum. The word Capernaum means city of comfort. Jesus was out in the desert, and he's now coming back into uh, Capernaum, which is the city of comfort. Amen? And after some days, 
and it was what noise that he was in the house. In other words, there were, there were words that Jesus was in the house. Jesus was there. And what happened? And straightway many were what? Gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Now look at that. Doesn't that remind you of something? Remember the lady with the issue of blood? That lady's faith was relentless because she knew that there was a crowd of people. And she knew that it was going to be hard for her to get to God. But she said, if I could just touch, I don't have to touch him, but if I could just touch the hem of her garment, I knew I would be made whole. Here we find these people, the house was so crowded, even to the door, so people couldn't even get to him. All right? And look at what happened. After he preached to them, it says, third verse, And they came unto him, bringing, what? One sick of palsy, one paralyzed. Which was, what? Born of four. Now, that word, born of four, Let's look at that word careful, born. That word is B-O-R-N-E, right? That word means that he was carried by four people. So please don't go and tell anybody that, yeah, this man had four brothers or four brothers or sisters. He was the fourth one. No, he was carried by four of his friends. That's what the word born means with an E at the end. Amen? And we all know that the born, B-O-R-N, is the date that we were, what? Born, the date that we came into the world as a baby. So, so, so let not let the word get, uh, get you or, or confuse you to the point where you go and say something to somebody else and you are wrong. Amen? So now, let's look at that. His four friends carried him, and when they could not come near unto him or what, for the press, because the crowd was so great, they couldn't get to Jesus, they did what? They uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed whereon the sick of a palsy left. Those guys' faith was so great until they say, you know what, if we're going to get this man, we're going to get our brother, we're going to get our friend to Jesus, I don't care if we got to tear the house down. I don't care if we got to take up the roof, we're going to get him to Jesus today. That's the type of people that I need around me. Mm -mm -mm. We don't need people of negativity around us, no matter what. Every time the people of God go somewhere, every time the people of God get together, they're always a Pharisee or a Sadducee in the midst. Satan is right there. That's why we have to learn how to bind ourselves together, not only in faith, but in, in love. Hmm? We're not, not, we don't need to be given place to the devil at all and let him know. So now, what happened? 
they took the roof off, let him down, okay, where Jesus was. Now watch this fifth verse. Watch this fifth verse closely. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, whose faith? Jesus saw the faith of the four that carried him, right? Then Jesus looked up and said, you know what? Told the man, thy, thy sins be forgiven. All right? Thy sins be forgiven, right? Not only did the man got a physical healing, but he, had, he got a spiritual healing also. That's one thing I love about God. God do not do a half job. When he does his job, he does his job completely, and he does the job well. This man got a complete healing, not a half healing. That's the kind of people we need in our so-called inner circle. We need people in our inner circle that is not going to give up. I'm going to get to Jesus. I don't care what come my way. I don't care if I got to travel through hills and mountains. I'm going to get to Jesus because I need a healing. I'm going to get to Jesus because I need a breakthrough. Uh, We're going to get. We're going to get our friend to Jesus. Why? Because we heard. Now, how did those friends knew about Jesus. Somewhere in their travel, they heard about Jesus. Or somewhere in their travel, they saw the miracles uh, uh, that Jesus did. Somewhere, the Bible doesn't say it, but it says somewhere. I know somewhere in there, they had to see something or had to hear something to build that much faith in him until they said, if we could just get him down at Jesus' feet. You know how we, 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 we sing the song that at Jesus' feet? We need all of us, need to every now and then, we need to go down to Jesus' feet that our faith may grow, that our relationship may grow. But in order for our faith and our relationship to grow in God, we have to have salvation. Have to. Oh, God. So then, that's what happens. What happens when the word of God is preached? Let's go to Acts, the 8th chapter. Quickly. Acts, the 8th chapter. The fifth through the seventh verse. Almost done. Acts, the fifth chapter, or correction, Acts, the eighth chapter, the fifth through the seventh verse. And we're going to see what happened when the word of God is preached. That's why me, myself, I try to allow God to use me so that the people may live. And I know if the people live through what comes through me, then God will allow me to live. Let's see what happened. 8 and 5 said, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and preach who? 
Who did he preach? He preached Christ. No. Did that say Christ? No, he preached Earl. He preached James. He preached none other than Christ. That's how the people's faith is going to grow when we preach Christ to them. That's how our faith is going to grow. When we get into the word of God and read and hear the word of God, then our faith will grow. And the people, 8 and 6, and the people with what? One accord. That means that the people had the same mind and with one purpose. When we come to the house of God, we can't come to the house of God or come into the house of God. Our body is here and our mind somewhere else. In order for your faith to grow, you have to, as your mind, when your mind is, uh, is here, your body is here, the whole you is here, then you can truly hear the word of God and your faith will grow. Not only your faith will grow, but patience. God will give you patience also and teach you that everything you ask for, son, it just ain't going to happen right away. Do we give our children things that they ask us for right away? No. A lot of times we wait and say, okay, I see how bad you want it, and make them wait. Amen? So God just don't give us stuff all at once or every time we But there are people, believe it or not, there are people out there that believe that they are the only one that God answers. They think that they got so much faith in God, all I got to do is say Jesus, and Jesus answered. That's a lie from the very pits of hell. God just don't answer everybody. Every now and then, God will answer you right away. But there is a waiting period. Amen? And in that waiting period, it builds your faith in God. So don't let people think that, oh, you can't get a prayer. Because I have actually came across people like that. Everybody don't know how to get a prayer through. Well, how do you get a prayer through? All we do is talk to God. And it's up to God whether God want to answer that prayer or not. So who is you? Tell me, who is you? You made a goal that God got to answer your prayer? Well, you need to give me some of that goal. Amen? So now, it says here, and the people with one accord, same mind, same purpose, gave heed to those things which Philip spat, hearing and seeing the miracle which he did. For unclean spirits cried with loud voice, came out, all right, of the man. Those that was possessed with palsy and was lame, they were healed. Why? Because of the word that was preached. Preach the word. You want to see people healed? Preach the word. You want to see people cry out to God, what must I do to be saved? Preach the word. It tells you right there. God has given us these words for us to follow as an example. And it's, if we follow the example of God's word, ain't no way God will not answer. Huh? 
Because it said in his word that he is not like man that he should what? Lie, nor like man that is not the son of man that he shall repent. So God is not going to lie. Before God lied to us, every one of his word, before his word filled, heaven and earth will pass away. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that. God is not going to lie to us. What it is, when we don't get what we want, we don't put our faith, our most holy faith, into action to get what we want. Then when we don't get what we want, we say, oh, God failed you. No, God didn't fail us. We failed ourselves. Why? Because we, we, we fail to activate our most holy faith. Amen? So then, Romans 10, 17, as I come to my close. Romans 10 and 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Brothers and sisters, in order for our faith to be built, our faith must be, our faith must be built by the Holy Ghost, by God himself. No man can build your, your faith for you. I don't know why it is that we look at great television evangelists and with all their smarts, right, people think they put all their faith in this man, right? And the moment trouble hit them, they fall down. Huh? The moment trouble hit them, they go to this man, this man, all this man do is pray for them. But guess what? Your trouble didn't go away. He was so, you got all your faith in him. When he spoke, your trouble should have went away. We need to learn to put our faith in God and not man. Because man himself, the one that is speaking, even me myself, don't look at me and put so much hope in me. Why? Because I need somebody to put I need somebody to put their faith in action for me. Huh? We are none, none of us is that great. None of us is God. And for some reason, here for the last years, decades, man has been trying to put himself in the place of God. But guess what? It ain't going to work. You got to remember that God, the great I am, the most holy God, he is the creator. You are the creature. The creature cannot be better or greater than the creator. Huh? Just like in school, the student can't be greater than the teacher. If, 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 if it is something wrong there, then that tells me the teacher needs to go back. Huh? So whenever we are looking to God, make sure that our faith is in none other than Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's give God a hand, please.